0: Blessings to one and all, and welcome to the Infinite Journey Podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and in today's conversation, we are going to discuss the teachers of fear. Now, what do I mean by that? Most of you probably already know that this is going to be a topic dealing with all of the many voices, and many of them uh, religious and spiritual voices that do what we call fear-mongering always talking about things or teaching things that are very hard very rigid very fearful and I think this is an important discussion to have because most of us in today's modern age are addicted To this fear narrative. I have a friend who has uh, quite a popular YouTube channel online and you know very nice guy he tries to talk about things that are happening in society and happening with the government and he says if he makes a video talking about these things all the things that are wrong or going wrong or these problems that are cropping up all over the world, he gets thousands of views on those videos. But if he does something that's positive, talking about the love and the peace of God or the protection of God or angels, he gets very few views, maybe 40, 50, 120 dramatic difference from when he talks about the topics that are very fearful and i've seen that myself uh, particularly on platforms like youtube where people will swarm to those conversations and topics and podcasts that are really concerned with the fear narrative and we have to understand There is a psychological component to this, and there are some people that talk about these things because they know it is something that will draw a crowd. And now if they're looking to monetize a podcast or a YouTube channel and make money doing this particular thing that they're doing, they know this is the most effective way. Because people are very much obsessed with the conspiracy theories and the end of the world and all of the terrible news that it's out there. And they also know that there is that psychological component that these kinds of topics can be addictive to certain types of personalities. Now, if you don't believe me, go and research that. It can appeal to the person who is not fully happy in their life. Maybe, for example, there's someone that's estranged from their family, they hate their job, they had a divorce from their husband or their wife, they've lost their friends, they've been abused in life, they've been abandoned, they lost someone that they really love and care about. And when they hear this narrative of the end of the world and everything is you know, falling apart, it almost creates an excitement in them. Because they look at this as being kind of an end to their sorrow, an end to their misery. You know, I've known a lot of people in my life That Like these apocalyptic movies or zombie apocalypse movies. I enjoy those kind of things myself. I still watch them from time to time. But I've heard a lot of people say that are really big fans of that genre of movies. They'll say there's something peaceful about watching them even though there's all this disaster going on. There's something that's like an escape, they'll say. Seeing depicted on the big screen or on my television screen the world where everything is just shut down. No more traffic, no more noise, no more people going to and fro to the workplace and the office and the schools and the sporting events. The streets are just desolate. And these were generally people, good people, nice people, nothing wrong with them, you know, in in that uh, aspect of life. But they were unhappy with certain things. Maybe, you know, I know uh, one gentleman was kind of unfulfilled. He felt like he never really accomplished his dreams in life. He was just working a job to pay the bills. He wasn't really happy. So little things like that can create kind of this excitement and draw to, yes, this is the end of all of my misery, all of my sadness, the end of the world. And and some people even who are atheists will say, hey, when I'm dead, I don't have to worry about anything anymore. And those who are more religious will say, well, you know, Jesus is going to come back uh, the earth is going to be renewed, or we're all going to be taken up into heaven, and all of this sorrow, all of this dissatisfaction, is going to cease to be. So it creates an expectation. It creates an excitement. All of my misery is going to be done away with. It also appeals to certain people who are angry. They have that. Us against them mentality I'm right, you're wrong I'm good, you're bad And there's a variety of reasons why a person can have that mentality Whether it's some of the things we just mentioned They're just dissatisfied with life Life in general and the people in it are the enemy Because, you know, I lost my husband, I lost my wife I lost my job. I struggle to make ends meet. My health isn't the greatest. You know, all of these different life problems, life in general becomes the enemy. So they can't wait for the end. It creates that excitement, that passion. Life and all of my enemies are finally going to get what they deserve and I'll be vindicated. Now, it also has the same effect on people that get into the religious, almost cult mentality, where they like to feel that they are the chosen ones or there they are on the right side of things. So again, in us against them, we have the truth. We are the enlightened. We are the ones who are awake, and all the rest of you are just stupid, ignorant sheep who are destroying everything, or you don't know what you're doing. So they have this idea, the end of the world, or Christ returning, and they'll finally get their reward for being such faithful stewards and believers in the truth, and everyone else will be punished. Now, there's a lot of different degrees of all of this because people are very complex. But the idea here is, just so you understand, the idea of the end of the world or bad news can be addictive, even for its own sake. This is why some people will read the obituaries every day looking for someone they know that have passed away. And I've known many people like that in my life. There are always people looking for problems because this is what gives them that adrenaline rush. You know, And again, maybe life isn't so fulfilling. There's something there that that bad news that, oh, the end is coming soon, gives them that. Oh, you know, that, that, that momentary rush. They feel good. They feel invigorated and excited. And you can do research on this and find that there is an addictive quality to fear and even sorrow and depression being miserable. Now, I'm not talking about people with, you know, clinical depression. I'm talking about people that are just in complainers. You know, oh, life is no good. This is no good. That's no good. Everything is bad. The government's bad. My family is bad. There's a certain addiction and, you know, chemical reaction, you know, chemical addiction to the chemicals that are released in the human body when one feels sorry for themselves or gets the attention that they want out of feeling sorry for themselves. So just being exposed to that bad news or that the end is coming near or all of this stuff is wrong can still just have that emotionally addictive quality to people who are otherwise quite level-headed. And so a lot of these people know this And they know it's going to appeal to a vast majority of people because most people aren't really happy in one way or another. And so they flock to this kind of thing because somehow it makes them feel good. It makes them feel special. Or even in that darkness, they see hope that things are going to change or the world, or the people that hurt them, or abandon them in some way, are going to be punished. But it's also a very dangerous place to be, because when we expose ourselves to that kind of thing all of the time, it starts to have a decaying effect on our reasoning ability and also on the way in which we perceive life and reality. And this is why we can see people who say, well, they're Christians or they believe in God, but they're very wrapped up in this kind of message that they hear from people on the internet or maybe even people in their churches. And though they claim to be religious, They love God, they believe in Jesus, they read the Bible, but they're very negative, toxic, mean, and critical because this kind of thing can start to really make you feel like people are the enemy or your enemy or the enemy of the truth who really aren't. It can distort the way that we see reality. And I personally think it's very sad to see, you know, and and I've heard a lot of people say it on the internet, people with podcasts and people on uh, YouTube. I've gotten to know quite a few people on YouTube over the last several years that I've been putting my podcast on there and you know the the people that are good people the people that are trying to help that are sincere and they all say that same thing if i do a video that's dark talking about all this dark you know stuff i get hundreds thousands of views but if i if i put something out that's warm and caring and positive hardly anyone will watch it and that shows that just goes to to show what a percentage of us are feeding on all the time and what we want all the time. It's almost like we look at the things that are positive and loving and good as being a waste of our time or that they're not really going to help us. We need to be informed. We need to know all of this dark and scary and, you know, negative things that are going wrong in the world. And they get caught in this web of just darkness and fear all the time. And this is quite contrary to what is even written in the Bible. When St. Paul wrote, Whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are peaceable and of good report, And he has a whole list, and he says, think on these things. And how many times did Jesus himself say in the Gospels, even talking about the end of the world or the end of the age, when all of these things would happen, earthquakes and wars and famines and pestilence, how many times did he say, fear not? but rather rejoice and be glad and look up because your redemption draws near. Nowhere in the pages of the Bible do we find where anyone says, be fearful, be morbid, be angry, be obsessed. Give all your time and attention to these terrible things that are happening because only in being informed about those things will you be saved. It doesn't say that anywhere But somehow we have this notion And I think Personally in my research That it springs from Evangelical fundamentalist Christianity Because a lot of the folks who are Religious and really into the uh, Conspiracy ideas And all this Negativity all the time Come from that, you know Evangelical uh, kind of background. And, uh, you know, where they're taught, it, you're saved and you're pleasing to God based on what you believe and based on what you know about God and the scriptures and Jesus and these certain doctrines. So I think that's kind of had the spillover effect where people are carrying this into a lot of these fear based teachings. If I know these things, if I know what's bad and wrong and horrible and terrible and at the end is coming, well then I'm enlightened, I'm awake. This somehow makes me uh privileged and enlightened. And God is more pleased with me for that. And I know there are a couple or you know, a handful of people on the internet that teach and knowing all this stuff actually helps you prepare better to have Christ indwell you. So, we're sold this bill of goods that by knowing all this stuff, it somehow gives us a leg up or an advantage when it comes to our personal relationship with God and what our eternal destination will be based on all of that. But that is false. You know, it's funny, I was listening to a gentleman on the internet the other day who was a a longtime student of the Arantia book and the Bible, because most all people that read the Arantia book uh, are, you know, Christian, as you would call them. They believe in Christ. They believe in Jesus, the message that he preached, the work that he, uh, that he did, the spirituality that he taught. And this gentleman was such a, a profound and eloquent speaker. And at one point he said, it, he said, it's amazing to him that most people listen to other sources of wisdom or information rather than what God has given them. The Jewish people have the Torah and the law, yet they study the Talmud, which was written by men, interpreting the law according to their philosophy and understanding. Christians have the Bible, but they will listen to the pastors and the priests and their Denominations and organizations. Even when the pastors and the priests and the denominations and the organizations and the Talmud absolutely contradict what is in the Bible, they will still follow the advice and the teachings of their leaders. Much like in Islam, they have the Quran, but they're taught that they can't really read it and understand it so much for themselves. They have to listen to the teachings and the disseminations of the Imam. Even if it contradicts, even if it pulls certain things out of the Quran to make a case that are out of context, much like many people do with the Bible. And so he was talking about how amazing it is to him that even when these teachers and preachers and organizations and theologians, even when what they write and believe and say and teach contradicts what is in the Bible itself, people will still follow it. And isn't that what we're doing? when we listen to these people who are the teachers of fear, the ones who spread the fear and the darkness all the time. Where the Bible tells us, fear not. Whatsoever things are lovely and good and happy and of good report, think on these things. The Bible tells us that if we have faith and we live according to the teachings and the the way of Jesus, that the peace of God will come upon us that surpasses all understanding. But where is that peace in people's lives? Where is that faith that makes every day bright, where they wake up and they're just glad to be alive, no matter what's happening in the world around them, because they know God is in charge? But no, we wake up in the morning and we turn on the the news, we turn on the radio, we turn on the internet, we pick up our cell phone, we pick up our tablet, and we go right to the information that is telling us, oh, you better watch out. Boy, what's coming is bad. This is the end. Oh, let me tell you what God showed me. In a dream, if we don't vote for such and such a politician in this upcoming election, it's going to be Armageddon 1.0. All this stuff we feed on, even when it's absolutely contradicting to the words of Christ in the Scriptures. And we have to pull ourselves back from all of this. For far too long, we've been indoctrinated and programmed to feel and think and believe that God is some rigid, angry, prejudiced entity that plays some kind of favorites with his human children and all these weird things we believe that we have to do in order to be pleasing and accepted by him. And they're all just man-made ideas. Or something someone came up with. And we believed it because, gee, they have several letters after their name and I don't. Well, they're a theologian and I'm not. They're a pastor and I'm not. They're a priest and I'm not. Well, gee, they sound intelligent. And some people will actually, and this is the problem with, with a, a, a format or a platform like YouTube, people will see someone, and if they find them to be handsome or charming or nice, and they seem to make sense, they'll believe everything that they tell them. Because these things will light up all the little psychological and neurological circuits in the brain that say, oh, that person's trustworthy. See, it's easy to trick the brain. And this is why we have to listen and discern with the spirit. And when you get these people, and really listen to people, because there there is a technique where someone will say a lot without saying anything. And people will say, wow, you know, uh, brother so-and-so is so deep. I've been listening to him for years or listening to her for years. And, you know, I I still don't understand it all. Just little bits and pieces of it. That is actually a technique. Where you say a lot without saying anything, but you use big words and big, interesting-sounding parables mixed in with biblical verses. And wow, they're just talking over my head. If I could just grasp this. And then they'll drive it home with a little point in the end. So in a nutshell, if you just have faith and keep abreast on all these things I'm telling you, you'll be indwelt by the Christ and you'll make it to heaven. Oh, that's what it all means. I got to keep listening. See, folks, a lot of that is a trick. And so when you see these people that are constantly telling you, you have to tune in, you have to tune in. Oh, these things I'm going to tell you, these things we're going to talk about, everything we're going to talk about in this show or this ministry or this podcast. Oh, boy, there's so much going on. You don't want to miss this. See, again, that's a technique oh boy, there's even bigger things coming than what I already know. I've got to keep tuning in. I've got to keep listening to this. Bigger things happening than what we've already talked about? Wow. So it's almost like a kid waiting to get his presents on Christmas morning. We've been already given a whole lot of negative, dark things, but now there's Bigger negative and dark things. The presence, the boxes under the tree are getting bigger. And sometimes, most of the time, once we unwrap those boxes or the teacher of fear and darkness unwraps it for us, it's really nothing that they haven't said before. It's just maybe presented in a more dramatic, the end is any second now kind of, Format. And so it sounds new. It sounds more exciting. And of course, now and then they'll sprinkle in some new things that they might try to dig up or put together to keep the listening audience intrigued by the message. But don't be taken in by these techniques. And when you hear your spiritual leader or your chosen guru or whoever it is talking so much, but you're not understanding half of it or any of it, know that they're using a technique on you to make it sound like they're saying a lot when they're saying nothing, but it's just so deep, you just can't quite grasp what it is they're saying. And also, don't buy into these people that demonize everything. That's not what God is all about. That's not what Jesus is all about. That's not what faith is all about. That's not what experiencing God is all about. You know, we talked in the last two podcasts about the indwelling thought adjuster and the guardian angel, those perfect guides in our lives always there to lead us and guide us and comfort us and to spiritualize our thoughts so that we grow and we grow into God we grow toward God we grow toward the light and those perfect guides will never say oh boy you better pay attention to all this dark and terrible stuff going on in the world I mean, don't get me wrong, if there's something that we can do about it, we'll be guided to do something about it. And also, fates doesn't mean we check common sense at the door. If there's a problem in our home, our neighborhood, our society, our town, our city, our country, the world, we have to think about solutions. Not solutions of going out in a group of people and shooting others down like we're seeing on the news this isn't a solution people are out there doing this because they're angry, they're lost they're broken, they're tired and some of them are out there because they think they're fighting off all of the darkness and the evil that's trying to entrap them we're not gonna reach them all but maybe we can reach some but we have to think about positive loving logical reasonable solutions that come from a spirit of love and peace wisdom and intelligence because we're seeing the fruit of what happens if we just go on raw instinct and say Oh my God, I got to get out there and fight and I got to do something about it. I got to pick a side. It turns into utter chaos. And that's what's happening. So this never means that we don't do something about a problem. If it is all humanly and spiritually possible, of course we do. But to pitch our tent in the valley of shadows of death and destruction in the end and all these terrible things that's not going to help anyone and it's not going to help you it's only going to start to decay your thought processes and your reasoning ability and so as I was saying don't give in to these people that wanna demonize everything as well I saw Right before I made this podcast, I was looking at something on YouTube and uh, there was a video that popped up in my recommendations and it was very short, but it was called something like uh, Christian rock and rap music is not of God. So I clicked on it and uh, this thing had a lot of views. I think it had something like 46,000 views and, you know. Uh, You know, many, many thumbs up where the individuals, you know, looking at the camera and just stating very rigidly and emphatically, none of this music is from God. It doesn't represent Jesus. Don't listen to it because they're not interested in being disciples. They're interested in making music and entertaining people. But, you know, when you think about this again reasonably in the light of faith, this kind of thing, When we talk about the teachers of fear, we also have to talk about the way they demonize everything and make everything so dark and so criminal and so displeasing to God. And we have to be careful of that as well, because there is a psychological element that can either be appealing or be very frightening to us, and we start to conform to that message because we think by doing certain secular activities that we're being displeasing to God and possibly endangering our own spiritual welfare. But the problem with this kind of philosophy is, it's like saying, if you have a problem with your pipes in your house, don't call a plumber. Don't even call a plumber who is known to be a Christian plumber because he's not interested in being a disciple of Jesus Christ. He's just interested in fixing pipes. He's just interested in running his business and fixing people's pipes and their furnaces and whatever issues they might have in making money. So don't call those people. Don't have anything to do with them. It's kind of ridiculous when you think about it, that of course there are going to be religious and spiritual people who bring their faith into their art. Some do it in painting. Some do it in writing. Some may do it in music. And if that's the way someone wants to make a living, doing something that is creative and personally fulfilling, but also putting a little light out there that maybe will minister to people and help people, well, there's nothing wrong with that. So to go on these personal crusades and say, oh, don't listen to any of that music, I would encourage you to stay away from it, abandon it. Uh, These people aren't disciples of Christ. They're more interested in writing music and entertaining people rather than being a disciple. What does that even mean? Maybe that disciple is called to entertain people with something that is positive and light and good and energizing spiritually. But see, people will get into that fear factor. Oh, that's from the devil too. you know. And that's not saying that there aren't people in the entertainment world that claim to be Christian entertainers or spiritual entertainers. And they're not. They're just doing it because they know there's money in it. Maybe they're people that tried to make it in the secular world but failed, but they were talented, so they went to the spiritual or Christian music industry. And they got a record deal, but they didn't believe what they were preaching <laughs> whatsoever. That can happen. But we're not talking about them. And if somebody likes their music, they're not. You're not jeopardizing your relationship with God by listening to Christian music by somebody who's really not a Christian. You know, again, that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So all these people that want to demonize everything and put that kind of fear out there, don't listen to this music, don't watch this movie, don't read these kinds of books, You know, we live in a natural world. Every once in a while, somebody just wants to turn on the radio, put in a CD, read a book, or maybe go to the movies. Maybe they like topics like Godzilla and King Kong and Michael Myers and Halloween. It doesn't make them bad people. And it doesn't mean the devil's going to get them if they go to the movies once in a while. Or even if they go every weekend. See, we have to stop listening to these teachers of fear. Because it absolutely pollutes everything around us. It pollutes It pollutes us mentally, spiritually, psychologically. And look what we become. I always say, by their fruits, you shall know them. And look at the fruits of this kind of thing in the world right now. And we need to stop feeding ourselves on that constant diet of negativity and darkness, and the end is coming, and the conspiracy theories, and all of this mind-numbing, Mind rotting information. I mean, there's bad things out there happening, and it's okay to watch the news. It's okay to read the newspaper. It's okay to stay on top of what's happening in the world around you. You don't want to have the Pollyanna attitude where, hey, everything's fine, you know, even when the sky is really falling. It's okay to stay informed. But you don't want to become obsessed with it. Where it starts to affect every thought, every decision, every move you make. And where you become obsessed to that's all you listen to. Give me more bad news. Give me more dirt. Give me more terrible things that are happening. Show me how quickly this world is coming to an end. When we get addicted to it in that way, it becomes very dangerous. It's like junk food. Eating sugar, eating cake, eating candy. It's not going to kill you. But if you eat it all the time or eat it in great abundance every day, it's going to cause some health issues. That's why they call it junk food. So look at this kind of information that's out there is junk food information. And if you feed on it all the time, it's going to make you sick in one capacity or another. Start looking toward the light. That's where God is. He's not in the darkness. And these teachers of darkness that claim they're representing the light, Well, look at the fruits. Look how the people that ingest their teachings all the time act. There's many pockets of them all over the internet who are, you know, becoming almost cultic. Because the people that they listen to, the people that they watch on things like, um, what is it, Bitcoin or, or YouTube or the other video platforms, Tell them who to watch and who to not watch on the video platforms. If they disagree with somebody, or if someone disagreed with them, oh, don't watch that person. I'm telling all my followers right now, don't bother with that person. And they all obey. They'll tell them what books to read, what music to listen to, who to vote for. I mean, it goes on and on almost endlessly with how they will control those who tune into their material. Now, is that representative of the light? I I know a gentleman out there that uh, claims to have a ministry, and he talks about all these uh, very heavy and dark things all the time. And people who actually talk about things that are positive and loving and looking to the light, he says they're all nonsense. And the people that talk about that sort of thing... It's not all love and flowers and candy and rainbows. And people that try to talk about these positive things are going to get a whole bunch of other people killed. And then the masses will turn on them in the end and pretty much tear them to pieces because they were led into great deception by by not teaching them about the darkness. I kid you not. I kid you not that I've (laughs) uh, actually... uh, Two people I know that that I've heard say this. It's pretty scary, folks. Don't listen to anything positive because it's going to lead you astray. Don't listen to anything that's telling you about the love of God because that will lead you astray. And it will lead you into being a captive to the powers of darkness and the deep state and all these terrible people that are everywhere and they will deceive you and in the end you will tear those teachers apart because you will see that they deceived you and led you into captivity wow i never really knew that following the light would have such a damning effect (laughs) on those of us who are seeking But we have to pay attention. We really do have to pay attention. It's getting our attention away from these things because we're feeding too much on the spiritual junk food or the junk food information. You might ask yourself, how many negative or heavy and dark and scary Articles have you read this week? How many videos have you watched? And how many articles have you read, or how many videos have you watched that talked about positivity and love and reaching for the light and being supported by the angels of God that are around you? How much of that have you let? Into your consciousness. Definitely something for all of us to think about. So, as always, I appreciate you listening. I hope you got something out of this podcast today. Until next time, stay safe, stay well. Don't feed on the junk food all the time. Take in a little nourishment, take in a little light. It won't lead you to a place of deception, or tearing people uh, to shreds because they, (laughs) they deceived you and led you into captivity. It will lead you out of captivity. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time here on the Infinite Journey podcast. God bless everybody.